0: Oh. Hey, guys.
1: Welcome. Hey, what's up?
0: Uh, not too much. It's our first podcast together.
1: Indeed, it is. Uh, Good to be here, Fox.
0: Uh-oh. Thank you. So, we have myself, Fox, and Grinder and Dyer here.
1: Grinder here.
2: And Dyer here.
0: And, and uh, we're the engine uh... let's for nomad gaming network uh, so i guess let's get into it uh, diary you got any gaming news that you want to get into first from twenty
2: fifth. Uh, i mean uh... well recently it's been pretty quiet because of the holidays and everything but uh... we got quite a few topics that we're gonna go over today uh... i got my top five for two thousand fifteen uh... True's got, uh, True, True Fox has got his top five, and Grindr's got his top five. Um, I'm going to go over some uh, hardware, uh, some things that I've liked and didn't like throughout the year, um, so, and then uh, we're also going to go over like some stuff that was good this year and some stuff that was just completely wrong and shouldn't be repeated in 2016.
0: And there's a lot more wrong than good that happened this year.
2: Unfortunately, yes. I'm
0: looking at you Kenomi and EA. <laughs> um so what hardware what hardware did you all, uh find pretty handy in 2015?
2: Um, well, I did a partial rebuild this year. Um, I retired my, um, well, for your computer nerds out there, it's, uh, old quad-core Intel Q9550. Uh, I was still running, uh, DDR2 800 megahertz um, RAM. Uh, I upgraded to, uh, brand new FX8350, uh, with, uh, 8 gigs of DDR3 2400. Um, also threw in a new ASUS motherboard along with that, um. Been loving it so far. Uh, I'm going to add more RAM and uh, upgrade my video card this upcoming year. Um, I also got a Logitech G230 headset. Um, I just recently purchased that uh, on Black Friday. Um, been loving it so far. Uh, it's the microphone I'm also using right now. Uh, I got a Logitech G303 mouse for my birthday. Um, been loving it. It's got numerous features on it. Um, it's fully customizable. It lights up. You can change the lighting colors. Um, I believe I got it for $45 at Best Buy. Uh, it's got a braided cable. It's USB. Um, it's not a large mouse. fits nicely in my hand. Um, and then I also got a ASIO MGK1 mechanical keyboard.
1: You finally joined the uh, modern age there, eh, Dyer?
2: Yeah, it's the first one that I've had in years and years and years and um, I love it. It's uh, a bottom entry-level mechanical keyboard. Uh, I believe it goes for like $70 on Amazon. Um, It lights up. It's got a a nice volume control on the keyboard. Um, I can change the lighting patterns on it. Uh, You can remove the keys. Uh, It's a nice aluminum frame on it. And uh, it works great. Like I can't find a single complaint to, on it yet, Though
1: we'll see how it holds up through 2016. Now, now let me- as long as you don't play too many frustrating games, right? Right.
0: <laughs> let me ask you, is this your first AMD uh, chipset you owned? Uh, besides
2: that? um, It's the first chip, AMD chipset I've owned since probably 2003.
0: Uh, how do you like how do you like that now compared to uh intel because i know you ran the intel for a little bit
2: um well the i mean the amds uh I, I love the price point on the amd and so far i haven't seen um a any really like people complain that the amds are lower quality and um you don't get as much power out of them and stuff so far it's handled everything that i've thrown at it i mean uh i'm only running eight gigs of ram on it uh and i've only got a one uh one gig video card in it and i'm still playing most of the modern games that are out there with it uh i I mean, my biggest hindrance is my video card right now. Uh, My processor, I feel like it's going to be up there for, I don't know, three, four years before I decide I want to replace it.
0: Unless you want to play Battlefront, you know, having those issues. You know, you can uh, run Arma 3, fine, but... God forbid, with that Battlefront beta and said you could not play because of your oh. graphics card.
2: Yeah, the EA, first time ever in my life that I've been told that I could not play a game because I did not meet the re- minimum requirements of a game. Everyone's right into it. You have an older rig and you go and you play a game and you get stuttering and it freezes up on you and it it's, the gameplay's just not there. you got to turn the graphics all the way down, but like, you could still play. Well, the Battlefront, uh, Battlefront EA's new Battlefront, Star Wars Battlefront came out, the beta. I downloaded it. All my friends are playing it. Uh, I go and log on, and it says that I cannot play because I do not meet the minimum requirements. And I go and I look, and I meet everything except for the, my video card. I need a minimum of a 2-gigabyte uh, video card, compared, and I only have a 1-gigabyte card. So it literally would not even let me load the game. Uh, first time in my life, I've not been able to load a game because of pre uh, uh, prerequisites that a company has actually put in. I mean, it, that's not how companies should be putting their game out to get people to play it and stuff like that. They, I mean, I will never purchase the game solely because I never even get to, uh, got to try it through the beta.
1: And we're looking at UEA. Yeah, I actually have to agree with you on that. I played the beta, I own the game, unfortunately, and I am a little regrettive of purchasing it simply because right now I can't play it for more than five minutes before it crashes for some ungodly reason.
0: Let's talk about what Battlefront did get right. You know, everybody came in thinking it was gonna be uh, just a battlefield ripoff I felt it the first time I played but I guess that's you know going in the review standpoint uh, and the hesitation of what it was actually going to be second time I played uh, I believe it was the uh, the wave system what what game was that called grinder uh,
1: I think it was the it was the one where you capture the pods right yeah um, I can't think of yeah it was yeah I can't remember what the I, th- I think it's pods or capture the pods or something like that um, but it was uh, I uh, I invited you to play because I had gotten into it playing the beta and it was uh, it was a lot of fun um, I think the beta for me was actually more stable than the release again but uh, um, getting out of that. The gameplay was awesome. Uh, I think I had it set up for over-the-shoulder, third-person view. And just the way they had everything set up, the maps, the gameplay, it was all very, very smooth, very well done. Um, But it wasn't for, like... It wasn't a Battlefield feel. It didn't have the the really, like, tactical, hardcore, like, first-person shooter feel to it. It felt more like the old Battlefronts did in the way that you could come in, drop in, have fun with a bunch of friends, and shoot some Stormtroopers.
0: Or Rebel Scum, in, in my opinion, you know.
1: Or Rebel Scum, if you're, you know, depending on which way you swing. Yeah.
0: But... The, the thing that, that really, I guess, uh, irked me playing was uh, There's No Space Battles, which was a big, big deal uh, playing Battlefront 2 that came out in, what, 2002, some, somewhere around that. And yet, we we don't get space battles in 2015, you know? Uh, that, uh, go ahead.
1: Oh, I, I, I hear you there, but I think, I think one of the reasons why they didn't give us space battles was they were trying to get focused on all of the ground combat. They were trying to stay as focused as they could in, on the planet surface, and not spread themselves out, because I think if they had done that, then the, the ground content wouldn't have been as, um, uh, full as it uh, is, all the the game modes that are in there. Um, I purchased the games, so I mean, there's uh, I want to say there's at least a dozen different game modes for being on the ground. Uh, multiplayer uh, where you're playing against other players, and then there's uh, I think another six to twelve game modes where you play where you can play cooperatively with friends
0: yeah and that's the uh the wave system uh they they throw like what at least i want to say ten waves at you. In...
1: yeah and it uh, it actually goes uh it actually goes up um in waves i think it goes to fifteen fifteen or so waves uh in the uh in the purchased version mm.
0: yeah um now the things that battlefront did wrong. Um I wanna throw the pre order out. I'm gonna I'm gonna load up the page to tell you what you get for the pre orders. Uh so give me a second on that.
1: I think you got the DL forty four and a couple of things that really didn't matter. That was about it.
0: Yeah. Uh that was the deluxe edition, right? Yes. Yeah. Oh no! Sorry, the the uh, well, there's two two things: the Ultimate Edition and the Deluxe Edition. Um, again, uh, 120 dollars for the Ultimate Edition, and you get uh, instant access to the DL44, uh, which is the last gun you unlock at level. What's the highest? Fifty? Level fifty?
1: Oh, I'll fully admit I stopped playing before I figured out where the level cap was.
0: Yeah, and you know instant access to that, uh, depending on what you bought—the deluxe or the ultimate—that's a one-to-two shot kill gun. So people who did not buy the deluxe edition or ultimate edition were kind of at a um, impasse of getting their ass handed to them uh, solely on that. And then I believe the ion torpedo and ion grenades, like two games, I believe. Uh, And you can unlock those.
1: Uh, yeah, it actually doesn't take very long to unlock things. And what I've actually found is, while the DL44 is powerful, its rate of fire is slow. Um, I think the uh, the devs actually did a very good job balancing it out. Because um, for a one hit kill, yeah, it does require a headshot, but you have to get that headshot. It's not the easiest thing to do. Um, but, you know, there's also the faster-firing blasters that do lower damage. And, I mean, I've seen a lot of videos out there about, like, oh, this blaster's the best, is this one the best in the game, that kind of thing. But, uh, personally, in my opinion, I've been killed with all of them. And it's just... they They have a very good balance system going on, and it's not for the competitive gameplay, so it's... You know, it's blasters and stormtroopers and rebels. So, it, it you're going to get what you're going to get. Yeah.
0: And then the issue that I have is emotes. You're spending $60 on a pre-order or just a normal purchase for emotes that really don't do anything. Uh, what is it, like a victory emote? Like things your character does at the end of the round? <laughs>
1: Yeah, and I, I don't know who decided to put that in the game. I don't. I don't know if it was the devs or the, um, or the higher ups. But uh, I, I mean, I, I think it's cool that you know, hey, if you win, your characters kind of do something at the end of the game. Hey, that's awesome. But you know, you're you shouldn't be, you shouldn't be making people pay for that. That should just be a part of the game, in my personal opinion.
0: Yeah, that's going to open up a whole new can of worms of issues for DLC in the future. It's. it's
1: oh, well, EA has issues enough abound with DLC.
0: No, uh, yeah. Uh, going with that, uh, speaking of DLC, uh, rumors are that uh, DICE is now working on Battlefront 2, and they haven't even released um the first expansion pack um thoughts on that
2: yep when I first heard that like it really got my blood boiling because I mean they I've heard, Numerous things that are broken, and, I mean, if I'm correct, uh, they announced, uh, released that news before the first major patch for the game, even. Uh, so, I mean, they've got DLCs that they've promised, and uh, it's, I mean, it's a broken game. Uh, and they are already working on the next broken game before they fix the first one. Uh, and uh, this is EA at its best, uh Uh, working on their next million bucks before they've uh, milked every penny out of the first uh, game that is broken to begin with.
1: Yeah, and you're exactly right. And the problem is that we keep paying for it. And I'll fully admit, I paid for the damn game. I helped support their decision to make a second one already, unfortunately. Um, Also, unfortunately, I believe that at this point I'm not going to be purchasing any more games from EA, no matter how much I love Star Wars.
0: Yeah, I mean, to be honest, hundred and twenty dollars uh for the Ultimate Edition, that's just strong arming uh Star Wars fans and the things that they love, uh, and extorting it from them.
1: Uh so indeed. And the fact that EA keeps pushing out these like almost every every year, every other year of games, it's like you know, Previously when games were, like, still on consoles and computer gaming was young, you know, you'd buy a game and you had the game. You know, there wasn't DLC, you had the game, you had the story, you had everything that was there. And, you know, you paid what you paid for it. And you either enjoyed it or you didn't, you know, what have you. Nowadays it's, you buy the game. And it's astronomically expensive. But then it's just as expensive to purchase the other half of the game in DLC. It's like you don't get a full game anymore. They're charging you a full game price for like a third of a game. And then they're charging you, you know, again, a full game price for the other third. And then another full game's price for the last third. And it's just, they're doing it because it works. And we're willing to pay it.
2: Yeah, exactly. Like for Battlefield 3, I mean, I think I paid sixty dollars for the original game, and then uh, twenty dollars for Carcan, uh, and then wound up having to buy Battlefield Premium uh, just to get the rest of the expansions at a discounted price. So I'm paid like a hundred and forty dollars for a game, and I mean, it's just a game with a couple extra maps that uh, that. Could have been released all at one time, but they wanted to get the money out there or game out there and start getting the money flowing, and um, it, they've patched it along the way. Like it wasn't even a complete game when they did release it.
0: Yeah. Well, going uh, going back, Grinder. Didn't mean to cut you off. Uh, about back in the day, we got completed games. Uh, without DLC, I remember the actual term expansion packs. You know, you got the completed game, and then maybe a year, or two down the line, like let's throw World of Warcraft, uh, and they uh, have expansion packs, which were still complete games with added story. And um, to me. Uh, We need to go back to that system, uh, complete your game, and uh, at least uh, with quote-unquote DLC or expansions, what you want to call it, let it be a different story for that game. Like, I'm looking at the, um, uh, what they're calling the um, stuff for the season pass. Battlefront, and they say uh, they're expansion packs. Uh, That grinds my gears because, in in fact, I don't believe they're expansion packs. They're what they're probably going to release three different planets. uh, Each each DLC. I'm going to call it DLC because that's how I see it uh, for different game modes. And I mean. At the start of the game, you only got, like, what, four planets? So in total, you're only getting planets that should have been in the game to, to begin with. Um,
1: yeah, it's, it just goes back to the fact that they're releasing incomplete games, and unfortunately, it's something that we they've come to expect we have come to accept. You know, the, com- the corporation's expect us to accept the fact that they're releasing crap and we still pay for it and until the gaming community as a whole gets together and gets their collective asses out of their um, heads out of their asses uh we won't be able to get that to change
0: so get it together guys we need to um
2: Stand up and not buy a game. <laughs> you
0: yeah, need to boycott anytime before you, even pre-order. Don't pre-order. Look at, so many fans were disappointed with Arkham Knight. I was not, I didn't run my game by speculating. And that's that's what it is without spoiling the game, because I know you all haven't played it. Uh,
1: it's okay, you can bring on the spoilers.
0: Are you good, Dyer?
1: Yeah, it's fine.
0: So... Uh, People speculated so much that uh, Jason Todd, the uh, third Robin, second or third Robin, who was uh, the Red Hood uh, in later comics, was going to be the Arkham Knight. And with speculating, uh, they got what they wanted and and ruined it for themselves. Uh, For me, it made sense, uh, just the way that the Arkham Knight was portrayed, uh... he was not after Gotham, he was after Batman, and that gave me, um... key notes of, it's it's gonna be Jason Todd, and especially in the few, um... few moments in the game, you get to see, um... some under-the-red-hood comic-style cutscenes, uh, which I was glad to see, cause you haven't seen that before in a game. Uh going on a tangent about that, uh, don't pre-order and don't speculate yourself uh, to death to where it ruins the game for you. Uh, And especially when you see season passes before you pre-order, that that should be a no-no. Don't do that, because you're only hurting us uh, instead of gaining in the gaming community.
1: Well, taking that and uh, going with spoilers, I have to uh, say thank you to the community. The uh, the just kind of gaming and video community as a whole has done a remarkably well, uh, remarkably good job in keeping spoilers from Star Wars from getting out. Um, And I won't go too much into it because I know Dyer, you haven't seen it. But I just wanted to say thank you to the put the thank you out there.
2: Yeah, I mean, yeah, like, uh, uh, Fox asked me the other day how I uh, haven't seen spoilers yet, and it's kind of amazing, like, I have not seen spoilers, I mean, uh, it's been easy to avoid, uh, fortunately, I'm going to see the movie uh, Tuesday, so uh, we'll all be able to talk about it, and hopefully we'll throw a podcast up specifically about that, but, I mean, yeah, everyone's been pretty good about not doing spoilers and it's amazing considering how much uh, uh, the publicity the movie has gotten and uh, the fan base that follows it Uh, it just shows the respect for the movie and the brand in general that people don't want to spoil it for other people
0: I mean there were a few trolls I noticed uh, when I'm in Twitch watching some streamers people will have uh, usernames as spoilers for Star Wars but even the the community for Twitch and all that, they they take care of that real fast. Cause, uh, if you all haven't seen the movie uh, by now, uh, do yourself a favor and go see it. Uh, it's better than the prequels. You have Lawrence Kasdan co-writing with J.J. Abrams. and it, There's only one scene that took me out of the movie without spoilers. And Grinder, you and I talked about it. But it's just well written and i can't I'm speculating of what's going to happen in episode eight uh, as a whole now
1: well i think I think honestly it was even better than the um the originals and uh, I know that some people might come come at me for that one, but uh, in my opinion I think it was better than the originals yeah. um, I think the way the story was portrayed was very well done and I think it's, uh, gonna be the cornerstone for hopefully the, uh, the next upcoming generation who, uh, who, who's gonna remember it, uh, remember going to the theaters on opening night with their, uh, with their parents. Uh,
0: yeah. I, I will say, I, I, 50-50 agree with you. Like, for me, A New Hope holds the number one spot because it kicks off that story in, in 77 when Star Wars first came out, before it was even known as A New Hope that will always be my number one movie because it just kicks off that story.
1: Fair enough. I can't really argue with that. Yeah,
0: but I'd say uh, Return of the Jedi uh, way better than Return of the Jedi. And some people may like Jedi, but, I mean, some of that that went on with writing and all that. Ewoks.
1: <clears throat> hey, I like those little furry bastards.
0: Oh, uh, Warwick Davis. That's all I got to say.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, foot stomp, foot stomp. Hey, Dyer, go see it. Hurry up. Yeah, yep.
0: Nudge, nudge. <laughs> um, I guess that completes one rant for EA. Um, Dyer,
1: We can you... rant on EA for a long time. Um,
0: I can fix your games. How long did it take Battlefield Four to be fixed? A year, year and a half.
1: About a year, yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: Dyer, you got a subject you want to touch upon?
1: Um, well, uh,
2: keeping with the uh, raw of what was wrong this year, um, Payday. Uh, they f- went against their word and when uh, did the microtransactions? Uh. <laughs> You all heard
0: me talk about it so much in VoIP, I thought you were all going to get sick of it.
2: (laughs) it, Like, I mean, it's... Overkill, in general, is a great company, but, I mean, they lost a lot of respect uh, by doing that, like... Uh, they promised all of us that uh, there wasn't going to be the microtransactions or skins and stuff like that. Um, they've been charging for, if you guys don't follow the game, uh, Payday 2. Uh, they've been uh, charging for different uh, maps and stuff like that. Which are, they're small DLCs, but they're usually five bucks and stuff like that. And they come with a few uh, different weapons and all. Um, but, uh, it we've all expected that throughout and that's one thing that they did right is how they've kept the game alive for a couple of years now by just releasing small bits and pieces Um, but the microtransactions was like uh, the community uproared and I mean we actually got what we wanted then they went back and made it right finally
0: and and to touch upon uh, when we say skins uh if you're familiar with Counter-Strike Go, you can buy weapon skins for your weapons. But for Payday 2, they uh mess with the gun stats. So you're essentially paying for weapon skins like Go uh CS:GO, but uh they add uh weapon stats like damage and all that, which should be a no-no uh to be honest. Like yeah, I'm I'm for and you, you heard me talk about this when it released. I'm for them doing the weapon skins, but don't add stats to them. Because you're essentially, even though it's a co-op game, uh, it's still uh, in the wrong.
1: It's that general idea of pay to win instead of play to win.
2: Yeah. yeah, there's plenty and of play, uh, play to win, uh, pay to win games out there. We don't need to pay for an uh, initial game and then pay for all the expansions and then wind up having to pay to actually win in the game we've already paid for.
1: Indeed, um, I'm actually going to go back and talk about what you talked about Dyer, with the uh, with the DLCs, um, just because uh, about what ten minutes ago we were just bashing games for DLCs and now we're saying hey, we like this game because it's got DLCs. <laughs> What we like about the game with the DLCs is that it um, it brings in new content to the game and keeps the game alive, um, and it keeps it fresh. And the way that Overkill's gone about doing it is they, you know, they have a new map with maybe a new character and a little bit new like story, kind of almost storyline to it. And but they don't charge you know 50, 60 bucks. They charge like five. You know, and five dollars is nothing it's you know it's enough to keep them going it's enough to keep their lights on their employees working it's nothing over the top it's nothing completely ridiculous and once the DLC comes out you give it like a month and it's a dollar I literally yeah. picked up almost uh, I picked up like half the DLC's for like five bucks like half of them for five dollars and it was like Yeah, this is awesome. So, they do run deals on Steam, and they are a very good company. And like um, Fox and Dyer said, um, they actually listen to feedback, and they respond to what their fans say. So, hats off to them.
0: I mean, they even made um, different packs of the game that you can get, like uh, the Overkill, the Game of the Year, and even like... I believe now that it's on sale for the the winter sale, as of recording, you could probably pick up uh, the game, depending on what pack you buy, and some DLC for, like, I don't know, uh, 20 20 bucks? And then adding on the other DLC for sale for, like, a dollar to two, you're still going to come out ahead. I mean... Uh, how many hours have we put in that game? I'm looking right now, 454 hours. In
1: 550
0: for me.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, let's see, right now, Payday 2 is currently on sale for $4.99. The, the game itself is five bucks.
2: Um, Another thing that I really like uh, about Payday that they've done right is not everyone that's playing in your party has to have the expansion or the DLC to actually play that map. If the person that's hosting the actual uh Room has the expansion pack. Uh, everyone in that room plays that uh, can play it. So um, it gives a, uh, people an opportunity to uh, see what it's like. So um, and if they like it, they can go and spend the couple bucks. Or uh, if they don't like it, they don't have to spend the couple bucks.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I really like that aspect. There was another game that that did that. Um, I think it was an Xbox game I played can't remember the title of it, but I remember, um, if you didn't have the DLC but someone else had it, you'd still be able to play it, uh, which is a good business model to practice for, uh, extorting DLC, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> We're
1: looking at you, EA. Uh,
0: fuck you, EA. That's all I gotta say.
1: Are <laughs> uh, we allowed to say that on YouTube?
0: Uh... I'm going to give it a pass for the podcast, so yeah. Um, um,
1: and, yeah and if uh, if you guys didn't know, this will be a podcast, and uh, it will also be up on our, um, on our Nomad uh, uh, Gaming YouTube channel, so go ahead, and uh, if you don't have, uh, if you don't like listening to podcasts, you can catch it on YouTube as well.
0: Yeah, like put it in the background when you're playing games or something?
1: Oh, yeah, sure, why not?
0: enjoyment, um, is that all you wanted to touch upon on, uh, Payday 2 for the bed?
2: Uh, yeah, that's pretty much it.
0: Okay, so, another segue from Fuck You EA, um, Fuck You Kenomi. uh, did you all hear what they did to Ko- Kojima?
1: I oh. did not. Uh, I did.
2: I've heard you rant about it quite a bit recently.
0: Yeah. So, um... Kojima. Uh, Hideo Kojima, which is uh, Konomi's bread and butter because of Metal Gear Solid, the series. And he worked on I believe, uh, some Castlevanias. Uh, uh, put your... I mean, I may be wrong. Uh, so, go ahead and put it down in the comments of what other things he worked on, uh, they uh fired him uh right, right as or before Me- in Metal Gear Solid 5 released and um they essentially took his name his production off the game um going into it like i was watching a few in- interviews and they mentioned kojima's name and they're like uh uh-uh, uh don't m- don't mention him um but at the gaming awards this year, they blacklisted uh, him from coming out to the event. Number one, that's his fucking game. He created so you can make money uh, off of a video game instead of your pachinko machines and whatever bullshit you have. Uh, and let me check the numbers, and I'll tell you that they're pretty much in the black from that game. Um... I, I don't understand, and now they're releasing. Oh, we didn't fire him. The, the it was a going away party, um. But you're essentially taking a man that twenty years of his life, probably more thirty. I'm gonna say thirty because uh, Metal Gear for NES, he he did those. Uh, thirty years of of his life of writing and you fire them and then basically said, uh, no, you can't come and watch uh, or accept awards for the games that you created. Um, I mean, there's no other words besides pure bullshit uh, that come to mind. Um,
1: there must have been one hell of a falling out. Just, I mean, to, to do that to somebody is just kind of like, yeah, that's just kicking you while you're down, sounds like to me.
0: Yeah, I I don't know what was going on behind the scenes, and I know Kojima, uh, even though it was a great game, um, he said that... I believe he said that uh, it wasn't up to what he wanted, and there was essentially a third act that got removed from the game, which, um, I mean... The the, first, the the two acts are fine in itself. It really um, ties in the story uh, pretty well. But just to see the third act and, uh, and where that was going to take it, I would have really loved to see that. Um, but I guess with what was going on behind the scenes, Kojima was like, I, I, I don't want to put up with it anymore. So... I mean, it's a shame, but you know, I I'd, I'd give Metal Gear Solid a nine point five out of ten. Um, but that's just that's just something you don't do. Um, I think George Lucas handled uh, selling Star Wars to Disney and not wanting him around better than what Kon- uh, Konami's treating Kojima right now.
2: Well, it's just another example of these giant corporations uh, taking advantage of these small, low-production companies. Um, I mean, EA is doing the same thing with the Battlefield series and stuff like that, and it's uh, it's directives coming down from a bunch of men that know nothing about gaming that that's in a boardroom, uh, and it uh, trickles down, and they're making decisions based solely on... Uh, Zeros and ones, and and not uh, like what the money should be spent uh, on—the actual content of the game and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, and oh, go ahead, Grinder. I
2: was just gonna—I was
1: just gonna say I agree with you completely, Dyer. I think most of them, uh, a lot of games have gotten too corporate these days.
0: Uh, I mean, I I don't know. I didn't watch the gaming awards uh, leading up to that. I did want to show my support for a bad year. Um, I don't think they received any rewards, and I think that's due to the politics of what was going on. Um, I was for sure thinking it would at least win Game of the Year, but I think uh, Witcher 3 or Fallout 4 took uh, Game of the Year this year, Um, which I don't have a problem with. I'm not... You know, I'm not a Fallout kind of guy. I couldn't get into it. And people are probably going to rage about that. Um, But from what I've seen, pretty good game. Uh, Witcher 3, I have respect, too. I played it for two hours, and I've never played any Witcher game. And um, I just wasn't invested as... uh, Like, Grindr, you played a a little bit of the Witcher series, so you know more about... Jennifer uh, and uh, the lead guy's name which escapes me
1: Geralt yeah,
0: Geralt. yeah,
1: yeah. I played uh, I played a lot of the first one I haven't played the second one Um, but I literally just bought the third one and I was playing that bef- just before this um, this uh, podcast was recorded
0: yeah so uh,
1: Witcher did win Game of the Year
0: yeah, oh it did yeah
1: yeah. I could see that. It's it's remarkably well detailed. Um tons of characters. Uh it feels like you're actually there um when you're interacting with people. Um just the expressions they got on the faces, uh the 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 lengths they went to get details, the small details down um really made made that game incredible and I only played 2 hours of it.
0: Yeah, I mean when I loaded into the game, the world was just fantastic. In the opening scene with uh, Yennefer controlling that crow, going through some dude's skull and all that was was good. But I got, uh... What part did you get up to playing two hours into it? Uh, grinder.
1: Uh, not very far. I uh, was just kind of tooling around, seeing what I could see, just walking around. I didn't really advance the story that far.
0: Um... Did you get to the, the town uh, tavern yet? Yes,
1: yes I did. So
0: you know about the, the griffon? Yes. I got up to uh, hunting the griffin to the end of that, and then I would, I just, like I said, the characters, I had nothing, uh, in, you know, I didn't know anything about the characters, and at that point I was like, I gave two hours, that's good, but... Uh, you know, let me play one and two first before I play three.
1: Yeah, and I think in the beginning there was actually an option to port in a um, Witcher two saved game. Mm-hmm. So I need to I need to go back and uh, and replay that just so that I can get the uh, you know because I'm a completionist kind of just so I can get that that going.
0: Yeah, I kind of like how you can port it over. It kind of has that Mass Effect feel, which I really need to complete Mass Effect three. It's sitting in my, uh, origin account right now, but...
1: You still haven't finished that game? Uh,
0: no, because we've been playing a bunch of, uh, Daisy, Arma 3, Payday 2, and all that, so...
1: Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, they're they're fun games.
0: Yeah. Uh, Dyer and I talked about one day probably taking, I don't know, a month and getting caught up on games that we missed. Uh...
2: Yeah, trying to, because we uh, get in a routine of playing the same games over and over again. Uh, I think everyone does.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, agreed.
0: Uh, I mean, Dyer's way behind. He hasn't even played Knights of the Old Republic yet. (laughs) And I I got him that for uh, around Thanksgiving, I believe. Something
1: like that.
2: Uh, 12-4 was, uh, I believe
1: yeah although luckily um in kotor our stronghold doesn't disappear if we haven't been on the server f- or online for like a month so it's still there
0: true I'm just excited for him to play the original kotor and uh seeing the plot twist unfold because that was that was a huge
1: oh yeah the single the single single player one yeah I remember that. Yeah.
0: So enjoy that when you get a chance to or take as much time with that uh, as you need. Um, I'll tell you how many hours I have on it for PC, uh, uh, like over 50, and that's just me being the same way as Grinder Completion, completionist going in and exploring the planets and uh, getting side stories and all that. Uh, it's about the same with two. I have about 50 hours in that. I'm at the final boss, so uh, it should uh, it should be fun. If you enjoyed uh, the Old Republic, you'll definitely definitely enjoy uh, Knights of the Old Republic. Uh,
1: so, speaking of first pl- uh, single player games, um, I got a gripe. With uh, whoever made the new Tomb Raider, and why they didn't put it on a friggin' computer. Oh, you know It's It's on friggin' console only, and it's really annoying. Because I wanted to play it, because I played the first one for the reboot of the Tomb Raider series, and I loved it. Loved the hell out of it. But I can't play the second one.
0: You know, in my bouts of rage about that game, I forgot to add that to my list to talk about. Like, I blacked out rage on that game just of how shitty they're treating uh, PC and even PlayStation uh, owners. And what it was is, uh, I bet you Microsoft, since their console sales aren't beating uh, PlayStation, uh, dire. you might want to look up the numbers. I believe it's uh, 4 to 1 for PlayStation consoles to a unit of the Xbox One. Uh, so, I imagine for console sales, Microsoft gave them a truckload of money uh, to make it an exclusive for maybe a year.
2: Um, Well, I did look, I just Googled uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider, is that the one you guys are talking about? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay, it does say Xbox 360, Xbox One came out November 10th and 13th. It does say Quarter 1 2016 for Microsoft Windows. And... It, it's exclusive. It's exclusive to Microsoft until quarter four two thousand sixteen. When it comes Holy to PlayStation shit. Four. So yes, they did do some backhand, uh, back alley handshakes and uh, spent a lot of money to keep it specifically with the Microsoft name on it for quite a while.
0: Well, at this point, I'd rather just look up gameplay, uh, a playthrough, online. At this point. Uh,
1: I think uh, was it, it? was either Frankie. It was either Frankie 1080 or Jack Frags was doing a uh, playthrough on it.
0: Hmm. I have to look that up because at this, point,
1: I'm not I, sure I do apologize. Know. I don't remember who it was. It's I think it. I think it was one of those two. But, I can look
0: it up right now for you. Uh, I believe it's Jack Frags. Uh, he's got more of an upload. Uh, time than, say, Frankie. Um, which one of those two would be great. Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, special guest for the show. Just kind of shooting for that.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. If anybody out there wants to hop in, and we'd love to have you.
0: Um... I'm not seeing it on Jack's page, but, uh, it could be Frankie.
1: Yeah, I I remember I watched it a a little while ago, and, uh, because I hadn't gotten all the way through it. I just can't remember who it was. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I see a bunch of Star Wars for for Jack. Uh, uh, maybe Frankie.
2: Hey! Square Enix is the, uh producer of the new Tomb Raider and they're another giant corporation and I got over 3,000 employees me.
1: didn't they do the
0: Final,
2: uh,
1: Final Fantasy,
0: Fantasy? Mm-hmm. yeah they also did um, I believe some Hitman games as well Uh, I'm looking it up right now.
1: It's Jack, uh, it's Jack Frags. It's in his, yeah, it's in his, uh, playlists. Uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider walkthrough. He's got part one, the fall, and part two, Stealthmaster. Um, I don't believe he's put anything else up. It's a combined total of just shy of two hours of gameplay. So it's not the full, it's not the full, um, the full game. But I mean then I again I guess he's got you know, he's only got so many hours in the day <laughs> to do things.
0: Yeah. Uh they did two thousand nine, they uh uh Square Enix was responsible uh responsible for releasing the Tomb Raider series, uh Hitman, uh Deus Ex, Thief, and Legacy of kane
1: Uh Deus Ex was good. The the new one that was pretty damn good.
0: Uh, there's a new one I think coming out this year.
1: Yep, I'm I'm looking forward to uh, to playing it because it's got the same character from the the last one.
0: Yeah, I heard it's really um, uh, conversation heavy for uh, choices you make, which I really like those type of games. Uh, you know, going back to playing Fable and uh, Star Wars: Knights of the Old Republic, that was you know, conversation-heavy based uh, depending whatever you say or do affected your game. Like...
1: Yeah. Well, I I can... um, They they still had that in uh, DSX Human Revolution, which is the most recent DSX to come out. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed that game. Uh, First time I played through, I was going through, and apparently one of my... One of the people died, and I thought that was just the way it was, and then I was like looking through and I'm like well you know maybe maybe I could have saved that person so I played back through again um, went hardcore on uh, trying to kill some bad guys and uh, ended up actually saving her so uh, there were several several options that, uh, that popped up that allowed you to even in your gameplay uh, affect the outcome of a story
0: yeah it's just something about openness to a story like yeah, they have point A from where you start to point B, but throughout your gameplay, you can go off. It's like it's like the Back to the Future uh, alternate kind of universe type deal. You don't have to play a straight shooter. You can veer off and fuck something up in your game to where it just like a like I said, Back to, fu- back to the Future itself, where it changes things. Um there's there should be more games out like that. Uh that, that should be some good game game making models there. I'm not trying to I don't want to go on a tangent about it. <laughs> um uh I guess that's it for the the uh, my gripe for the bad for Konami and Kojima um,
1: and the tangent we got on
0: uh, and the tangent unless you guys want to continue on to it um, if not uh, if you guys have any more things uh, you guys want to talk about um, I mean I have one more on my, my list uh, to talk about um what about you guys Uh,
2: I have uh just my top 5 for uh 2015 which I think we'll save to the end when I think everyone's got their list
0: yeah I definitely have mine and it changed in a matter of 2 days um so the last thing I have um that I've read today actually and uh, I'm ex- uh, excited about uh, I've been excited about this game uh, since it's been talked about uh, Star Citizen uh, they're going to be working on uh, VR uh, this year for uh, for the game uh, to me it makes sense uh, if you play with keyboard and mouse there's just so many so many damn controls in your cockpit to where, you know, you gotta look behind and all that. Uh, look to the left in your cockpit. Um uh, which I feel it's not gonna break, break the game. I feel like it's gonna add more immersion to the game, to where you're sitting there and then, you know, you can pilot with keyboard and mouse and with your virtual headset you can, you know, look where you're going. Uh, what about you, Grinder? Do you think that's going to hinder, or do you think that's going to uh, enhance gameplay for people who are going to try out VR for the first time?
1: Well, I think anything that has to do with VR is going to definitely enhance, and the way that Star Citizen's going is going they're going for full immersion. And VR is just, literally just the next logical step in, in a, for a full immersion game. But, um... I think what's what's going to be the deciding factor is the casual game players um, if whether or not it gives an advantage to somebody who's using VR over a casual gamer you know the the skill differences I don't know if it will affect that because um, flying in star citizen is such a skill based uh, a skill based thing and I do agree with you having like I have to constantly switch from my joystick to my keyboard to my mouse back to my joystick, and I'll fully admit it's a bit of a pain in the ass, um, despite the fact that I love the game. It's uh, The controls can be a little wonky sometimes, but you do have to remember for like a full immersion thing, if you were actually sitting in a cockpit, you would have dozens if not uh almost hundreds of different switches and knobs and dials and gizmos and things uh to fly um aircraft i mean just go literally go google airplane cockpit and see what um switches and things are in just a normal uh like an airliner um that we have out nowadays there are a a ton of things in there but uh um, to To replicate that would be so damn expensive it's not even funny, but uh, I think the I think the VR I think the VR would make it a lot more immersion based and I think that that's a good way for that game to go
0: yeah i I agree with with the whole uh, so many switches, knobs, and buttons in the cockpit i I like it I mean, at the same uh, pace I'm not dexter jexter where I have four hands to do everything. Um, But I do I do like the way it's going And um I think they're shooting For full release this year As well And from what we've played We played a little bit of uh, The 12.1 Or is it 12.2 that we played
1: I actually think it's 13 (laughs)
0: 13 Um Small-
1: oh no no no, no! It was uh, it was uh, two point two point zero point one. We played.
0: Uh, yeah yeah.
1: You're thinking of uh, you're thinking of seven days.
0: Yeah, which uh, we're gonna talk about here later. <laughs> um, to me, there yeah there's some major bugs. Um,
1: but they don't try to hide it, which is refreshing. Yeah. They fully admit, hey. Here's the, like, they post shit up. It's like, hey, this is what's wrong with the game right now.
2: <laughs> I mean, uh, so... um, go ahead, Dyer. Uh, it, like, I don't own a ship uh, to play Star Set, but I uh, am signed up for their emails and stuff, and I got an email, know, a couple weeks ago uh, that they are opening up their uh, public server for the open beta public server or whatever. Um, so they, I think a lot of the bugs are going to get worked out a lot faster now that they're opening up uh to just free players um it, it's totally different servers and there's not as much, many features um uh, but it's uh they're opening up free just to get the more testers in essentially
0: yeah like i've seen videos of someone uh a crew piloting a constellation which is a big ship it's like a um uh, it's like a
1: freighter, multi-crew ship.
0: Yeah. Uh, they walk to the back and fall through the ship. Like, those kind of funny bugs to where I can deal with. It's just, you know, when you group up be like, hey, don't go past this point in my constellation or you're going to fall. Um, the server browsing is an issue, and uh, I finally figured it out. Uh, if you guys are having issues of trying to group up and join your buddies whenever you join a server you'll notice uh, you'll see a letter and then two numbers. Um, when your friend loads into a server you're gonna have to get that number and letter because that is uh, the server he's playing on. So like if Grinder and I group up and I join a server called A15 uh, the, you know, letter number, I'd have to give him that so he can load into the same server. Um, I'd honestly like to see them have the full server list instead of, uh, what you can join. Uh, so you can queue up. Uh, that's, that's one thing, you know, EA got, well, I should say DICE got right with Battlefield 4, is you can queue, queue for a server that your friends are playing on. Um...
1: So I think they're. I think they were trying to keep cues out of it because they were trying to keep smooth transitions to where there weren't actually any loading screens. I mean, right now we still have the loading loading screens, but I think their end all be all goal was to prevent the loading screens from having to be there. That way, you could keep the full immersion effect.
0: Yeah, and I mean, playing playing in the open world, uh, transitioning from your spaceship. Two space, uh, there's no load screens. It's all simultaneous, which is amazing. You know, um, I never seen like any stutter, like there's a loading screen in the background, like uh, Tony Hawk. Uh, I forget which one, they made that where they had quote unquote no load screens, but anytime you'd go into a new area, you'd notice there's a load screen in the background because the game stutters I haven't experienced that so far in star set so it's it's seem when they say seamless transaction it, you best believe that was seam seamless transaction which is really nice to see uh I expected there to be some stutter uh like a load screen on the back background
1: yeah well I mean they did that. Which is awesome, but they also got Mark Hamill to play one of the characters, so, I mean, they have Luke there to play a character, so that's pretty awesome, too. Uh,
0: Did you see who else they have, uh, working with Mark Hamill?
1: Yes, and now I can't remember his name. By
0: Ox, John (laughs) Rhys-Davis. Yep. Uh, it's gonna be exciting to play that Squadron 42 mode. Uh, have you been keeping up with that game, Dyer?
2: Uh, a little. Uh, I mean... I hear a lot of news from you guys, uh, along the way, but I do get emails and stuff, so...
0: I feel, when that that game releases, I feel, uh, no matter how much animosity, uh, that some players have towards it for being late, uh, is gonna change their mind. Um... I know some people, uh, backed out and got their money back off of Star Citizen, uh, but the progress they made from, uh, just a year ago is fantastic. Like, I wasn't expecting to have a small little world, um, this year off of them, um, which was a nice little surprise. I remember loading up the email, I was like, uh, grinder, did you did you Did you see this?
1: Yeah, as soon as you said that, what like three minutes later, I was like, I'm downloading it.
0: Yeah. So, it's it's gonna be a good game. Uh, and a review, will come out on that when that game fully releases. Um, we're at a uh, the one hour mark, guys. So, if, uh, maybe we should do our top five.
1: Yep, sounds good. do top five and then kind of wrap it up.
0: Yeah. um, And people who are watching on YouTube, if you want to put down your top five games of 2015, I know this uh, podcast is coming out late uh, in 2016, uh, but it'd be great to see what your all's top five is, and uh, hopefully uh, you won't rage too much about what didn't make it in our top five that you thought was in your top five um so um Dyer, Grinder you two want to start?
1: yeah I was going to say let's start with Dyer he's actually been kind of quiet the last like ten minutes okay
0: do you want to um start at five and give um a little why it's uh you
2: know, in, in your top five? Much. Yeah. Um, okay, so uh, my... No, uh, well, first of all, these aren't all games that came out in 2015. Uh, they're my top five of 2015. So it's probably the most played games or the games that I've enjoyed the most in 2015. Um, number five for me was Payday. Uh, well, we talked about it. Uh, the, the new content that's constantly coming out, uh, it's kept the game fresh. Uh, there's always, um, new achievements to get, and it, it's just a good co op game, and there's not a lot of thought that needs to go into it. Like, you could hop on, have a few drinks with some, uh, the guys, and then, uh, have fun uh, robbing a bank or, uh, breaking out Hoxton, and, uh, it, it just, uh, having fun like or, um or in my
0: case could blackout drunk and play paid into it.
2: <laughs> yeah sorry um okay uh number 4 uh i've got on here uh assassin, assassin creed syndicate um i the gameplay was very good um i know it's got its problems with the multiplayer um but uh the graphics were great i thought um
0: uh,
2: does Syndicate have multiplayer? I know Unity did. Oh, Unity. My, yeah, okay, the, it's Unity that's got the multiplayer. Uh, but uh, Syndicate is um, it's it's a good game, and it's uh, uh, I mean it's it continues the series, and um, a, it's uh, it's a great series. If you guys haven't got into Assassin's Creed, um, it's, it's something that you can go and play by yourself, and uh, when your friends aren't online playing or anything like that. Um, I don't know. Overall, it's just a a good game. It works, uh, the graphics are good, um, the game physics work, and it's not broke.
0: Yeah, I I will add upon uh, the the Syndicate. It did add features uh, that Unity had that I liked um, that weren't broken. Uh, So I applaud them for taking the feedback from Unity and making a uh, Syndicate, which was uh, well may have bugs here and there, but it was more playable than Unity was.
2: Okay, <laughs> uh. now my number three is uh, Seven Days to Die. Um, th- this game, it's still an alpha. Uh, for those. It's a survival game for those of you that don't know what it is. Um, alpha 13 just came out. Um, they've added uh, a lot of new features, uh, uh, HD textures. They've added physics now. Um, It is hands down the best survival game out there. Uh, uh, I feel like they've made uh, uh, progress the game by leaps and bounds uh, this past six months even. Um, uh, There's so many cool things about it Uh, it, from uh, the inventory system that they've improved. If you guys haven't played it in a while, they've, Totally revamped the inventory system. Uh, You don't have to remember recipes anymore. You can just search for it. Um, it, uh, The other day, uh, we were in uh, one of the servers, uh, and uh, we got overran on day seven. uh, And we were pretty well equipped, and we still had problems. And we had zombies turned down way low. So, I mean, it's still a game that... uh, I mean, you, lots of fun, and I can't wait for the full game to actually come out. Mm. Um, my number two game for the year was Rainbow Six Siege. Uh, it, it's uh, they did amazing things with the game. Uh, I got exploding walls on here. Like I was doing one mission, I'm standing up against the wall, thought I was safe. The wall just disappeared, and um, uh, some guy in a uh, bomb suit came through and shot the crap out of me. Uh, I mean, it's uh, tol- it was totally unexpected. I had not seen a lot of gameplay before I actually started playing it. And um, it's. Uh, I compared it to uh, Battlefield 3 Close Quarters. Um, what EA wanted to do and couldn't do, and Rainbow Six Siege got it right. Uh, I mean, it, the game mechanics work, the hit detection works. You could repel down walls forward and backwards. You can bust into windows. Uh, it's just a fun game. Uh, I haven't been able to play much multiplayer on it, but uh, it, the multiplayer looks promising also. Okay, and my number one game for 2015 was Arma 3 Exile Mod. Um, I think the Exile mod uh, is fantastic. Uh, what they've done with it is uh, amazing. Uh, they, I mean... Yes, it's a mod, so you have it, it's got its uh, quirks and everything, and stuff works and doesn't work. Uh, uh, We've recently had a problem with vehicles disappearing on us. (laughs) We've spent a lot of money on no vehicles. (laughs) uh but the game's fun like i mean the building uh for those of you that play DayZ uh or uh, in arma 2 um o- epoch or Overpock, like the building in arma 3 exile is just amazing it's uh so easy to do if you plant if you place something in the wrong position you can pick the item up and and put it back in your inventory and place it someplace else uh the weapon systems are there uh there's uh, a lot of missions. Uh, we play uh, uh, with a uh, uh, zombies and demons uh, add on on top of that. So you've got demons that will can throw cars and chase you down. I mean, pretty much you see a demon, you either run away from it or you die. Uh, there's no killing them. <laughs> uh, it, it's just it's a fun game. There, it's under constant development. Uh, there, uh, more great things are happening on a on a a weekly basis. So uh I look forward to seeing more good stuff happening on that uh, this upcoming year. So uh that's my top five for twenty fifteen.
0: I like it. Needs more Metal Gear Solid though.
2: <laughs> it did. I it didn't get to play enough Metal Gear Solid to put it in the list. I'm sure it would have been up there, but I've spent too much time in these games. <laughs>
1: Uh, okay, so unfortunately for me, um, because of work, I didn't get to play as much game as I wanted to this year. Uh, so I'm going to keep it to a top three. Okay. Excuse me. Um, so my number three pick is going to have to be... Um, uh crap. Uh Star Wars The Old Republic. Um, I know it didn't come out in 2015, but it's one of the few games that I did play this year, and um, I, I liked I liked where it was going. Uh, they added a lot of new content and even added uh, an additional higher level storyline, which uh, is still actually in 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 the works. And uh, I believe uh, chapter 10 of that new storyline is slated to come out sometime in the next uh, next few months.
0: Oh, and your HK droid. You're gonna get an HK droid as a sub- subscriber uh, in a couple of
1: weeks. Yep. Um, and I am a subscriber to that game, but you don't have to be to play it. And that's one of the that's one of the features that I do I do like that uh, you don't have to pay to play, but you can if you want to. And I do because I like Star Wars. <laughs> uh, number two is gonna be um, Star Wars Battlefront. Um, I know it is in front of the other Star Wars game, but um, even though I can't play it right now, I like where it was going and the way it was headed. Um, if uh, you know somebody besides EA would maybe pick up the title, I think it would be uh, a lot better. But uh, the way that they did it, the graphics, uh, the detail that they put into the game is incredible, and uh, it's um, it's in number two simply for the fact that it is a beautiful game, even though it's being silly for me right now.
0: Yeah, I, I, I was hoping, to be honest, that Bioware, I don't even know if they exist anymore, but I was hoping Bioware would pick up uh, Battlefront, because they did such a good job with uh, uh, Kotar 1, 2 and The Old Republic. Uh, it would only made sense that they would have uh, picked it up.
1: Yeah, unfortunately, I think EA had exclusive rights to that. Um, now, my number one game um, is uh, is Star Citizen by far the uh, the uh, 2.0.1 alpha. Um, just the 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 lengths that they've come. Um, again, it's buggy. It's an alpha. It's not complete, but it's it's far ahead of its time. It's going to be the game that redefines gaming uh, when, it, when it finishes, and uh, the fact that uh, I'm a part of it in the, uh, in the beginning is uh, incredible, and I'm, uh, I feel privileged to, uh, to be a part of it.
0: Yeah, that is definitely going to be uh, a game to look out for in 2016, uh, especially the, uh, the beta right now. If you don't have a ship, guys, you should. Uh, I'm totally pimping it out right now. You should buy, even $30 ship and get around and fly. Uh,
1: yeah, um, I think the pack. I think the the minimum pack is like 25, 30 bucks, and you, for $30. Which is half the price of a normal game these days. I mean, we were just talking for the last hour. We were just talking about how expensive like Battlefront and everything is. This game is so much more inclusive and so much more expansive than that game will ever hope to become. And just for 30 bucks, you can get in on on it. And for me, I mean, that that's a no. That was a no-brain investment. And granted, I've thrown more money at it, but. It's uh it's completely crowdfunded and uh, the way it's going it's it's going to be it, like I said, it's gonna redefine gaming as we know it.
0: Yeah, and they really do listen to the the backers of what they want to see in the game. Uh which is fantastic. You know, they're they're giving the people who funded them the uh option to be a part in the game making, which is again a good business model if you're going to be completely
2: crowdfunded.
1: yeah well I mean to be completely crowdfunded you have to listen to your backers but just in general you, um for all if any of the corporates out there happen to see this podcast just freaking listen to your fan base
0: especially the Star Wars fan base because once you once you fuck them over EA uh that's one fan base you don't want to really mess around with. We're passionate. Yeah. Oh,
1: to to quote to quote uh, one of my favorite TV series leverage Age of the Geek, baby.
0: <laughs> do or do not. There's no try, EA <laughs> Um <laughs> God.
1: Oh. So on that note, what's your top five Fox?
0: Oh see mine's Okay, I got at number five, and I was piddling around. Like I said, it took me two or three days to uh, change uh, positions and what games. Uh, but top five, uh, Batman Arkham Knight. On release, some people had so much issue with it. Uh, I never really had too much a problem out of it. Um, but to me, it was a great end of the trilogy by Rocksteady, Um, great gameplay mechanics, great storytelling. Uh, you know, I talked about it earlier, we've seen, um, comic book panels come to life, uh, that we haven't seen outside of a hour-long, uh, movie. Um, do yourself a favor, if, if you're a fan of Batman, and, uh, pick up the Arkham series. Uh, I believe it's Arkham Origins is considered a prequel, then Asylum was the first game, City was great, and Night uh, just so fantastic. Um, Batmobile is a little bit too heavy in that game, I agree. Uh, I'd like to see less Batmobile, uh, especially with the Riddler. You know, why spend so many years making Batmobile tracks, uh, racetracks, to uh, try to kill Batman? <laughs> uh, but at number four, I have uh, the Seven Days to Die Alpha 13. Um, the changes, uh, so fantastic, harvesting system, um, the graphics overhaul, inventory system, pretty much what Dyer said was spot-on for that game. Uh, $25 is well worth uh, spend on a game like that. Um, at number three, Rainbow Six Siege. Um, great great multiplayer experience. Uh, their tagline for it should be nowhere, nowhere to run, nowhere to hide. Because uh, that's exactly it. You can come in via the floor uh, from above, you know, the walls, uh, it's just a hectic game, uh, I won't add any more detail to it, cause, like I said, Dyer hit it on, on the head on that one, uh, two, uh, Ark Survival Evolved, uh, I know you played a few minutes of it, Grinder, and said it wasn't for you, but I am gonna get you to like that game, <laughs> uh, it's something new in a survival game. I don't know Um, I have over 100 hours in it I believe and they just keep pumping out updates Um, adding new stuff weapons, dinos Um, it's it's fantastic Uh, I'd pick it up on sale it's like $40 Uh, I'd pick it up on sale Uh, if you're curious about it uh, and don't want to spend the $40 price tag. Uh, and the number one, uh, you all probably guessed it about my uh, Konami rant, uh, Metal Gear Solid Five. Great pacing in the story. Um, it added features from Peace Walker that I liked. You can go through uh, your Kodak and, uh, sorry, <clears throat> your iDroid, and, uh, You can start the mission whenever. It's free roam. Uh, It really ties in uh, all the stories. Um, It may have got some backlash for the ending, but I will contest, and I will back the ending 100% from my Metal Gear Solid knowledge of the story. Let's put it this way. I'll back it as much as I'll back Kylo Ren not being a little whiny emo kid. (laughs) because <laughs> uh, I hate that as well uh, but that's my top 5 um, pretty straightforward um, there's some that I would like to add but uh, you
1: can only pick 5 <laughs>
0: and Metal Gear was always going to be num- my number 1 uh, throughout 2015 uh, I mean you guys been in VoIP from like the week of launch week before launch and I'm like I gotta play ground zeros
1: I gotta get-
2: yeah, and then you disappeared for like five days when uh, it actually
1: came out I think you I think you disappeared for almost two weeks oh dude it's
0: like a 90 hour game' well worth the sixty dollars uh, even it's on sale right now for forty so I
2: remember you said you actually wound up staying up all night one time had to go straight into work from playing the game after getting off of work the night before, and then <laughs> came home and played again.
0: that's just my love of metal gear man uh it it sucks you in like right away up to uh not to spoil anything but the hospital scene at the beginning. It just really sucks you in, and then uh it kept true to um The very first one I played, which was uh, Metal Gear Solid for PlayStation, back in uh, 98, 99. Uh, Just so fantastic. Um, I have no no bad words to say about that game. (laughs) So...
1: Well, I think at this point uh, is the wrapping up phase, um, and we uh, bid everyone out there uh, on good luck in their uh, their gaming adventures.
0: Yeah, and hope twenty sixteen may be the year of good uh, gaming in general, uh, business model, and uh, community.
2: And uh, don't forget to subscribe uh, and follow us. And uh, we're going to try to do one of these. Uh, uh, hopefully, eventually, every w- once a week. Uh, uh, might be a little slower in the beginning here. Um, but we will be back with more great content. And it's uh, the NGN, uh, Nomad Gaming Network. Uh, and it's going to be reviews by gamers, unlike some other companies out there that just like to be... Talking about nonsense instead
1: of actual gaming.
0: Uh, Polygon and uh, IGN, Uh, not to name drop.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Not to name drop. drop. I love it. Uh,
0: We, since this is the first podcast, uh, before we wrap, uh, we're in the test phases. It may go into a different format. I know it may seem slow and awkward at some point, but uh, give us. Give us a chance, man. Uh, we're going to hit our stride at some point And uh, hopefully be uh, a little bit better quality than maybe this may turn out. We don't know. Uh, just comment. Let us know uh, what you'd like to see. What you felt like uh, were the strongest things out of this podcast. And maybe what was the uh, not-so-strong points. And uh, give us some feedback. Uh, uh, but in, yes,
1: leave your leave your comments below and let us know how we can do better. Personally, I love unscripted, but uh, that's just me.
0: Oh yeah, I'd like to get to the point where uh, everything just flies off the shelf unscripted. <laughs> um, but until next time, uh, this is this has been your Nomad Gaming Network news in gaming, and then in the future, more hardware. Uh, thank you for listening. I've been Foxhound.
1: This is Grinder
2: and this is Direpunk. And we'll see you next time. See you guys. Take care.
0: See you.